fantastic. But this is what I anticipated. Yeah, of course. Well, we have to get back in the groove of talking anyway, because it's been fucking five months. Yeah. Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Woff. It's, uh, what is today today? Uh, uh, it's September 1st. September how do I forget, 1st. How do I forget the name the end of the of summer. Day? My God, I guess I can't even talk already. We've been talking for 90 minutes and now I can't talk because we're recording. We're, but we've been recording. I'm so nervous. We're recording now. <laughs> God, I'm, well, hold on. So Let you, me breathe. If you heard our episode for Edge of Tomorrow last week and go the week prior, those were the last two episodes that we recorded before extended you, hiatus. yeah extend hiatus for for me keep being busy with work and you being busy with work you did mine hunters but put us in a gap between yeah. us recording last and you leaving for New Orleans to film a movie right so then that got in the way uh, so Freddie tell me about your summer vacation well uh my summer vacation. A poem by Freddie Woff. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was wild. Um, we went I went to New Orleans, uh, May 20 something, May, right, right before I'm going to fuck this up. Memorial Day. That sounds about right. Because this is Labor Day. Oh, right? you know what? You left because you, you were going to leave. You couldn't leave that Monday because right. I left was, the day after. Yeah. Memorial Day. Right. It just seems like it was so long ago. Like it was like, <laughs> God, was that really this year? Yeah. So I left uh, the day after Memorial Day. Oh, it was weird too because like the job, like I didn't have a job. Talked to uh, Derek on Friday. An hour later, I had a job and I had to get on a plane um, on Tuesday, the day after uh, Memorial Day. To fly to New Orleans and shoot uh, Unhinged with uh, Russell Crowe, a film that's 80% driving, and we shot it in New Orleans during hurricane season. It was fantastic. <laughs> it rained every day. It was uh, beautiful. It always rains there, though, doesn't it? It does. Especially during I the mean, summertime. Yeah, man. From, like, you know, from June 1st to now, I mean, it's still hurricane season. I think, you know, for another, there's a big hurricane brewing down in Florida right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's the worst time to be shooting outdoors. I mean, it rained torrentially almost every day. Yeah, we were there during prep, and then you know, I would say out of the thirty shoot days, twenty five of them it rained. You know, we had you know we were we lucked out. It's funny this how it works out is like uh, the, the days that we were on stage it didn't rain. <laughs> but <That's> most, figures. <laughs> yeah, but almost every it's like clockwork. If we were outside, it rained. So, yeah, it was good. Um, so there's a lot of rain in this movie, which kind of, I mean, it kind of just adds to it all. But, I mean, it's still kind of a weird thing to, like, go to a place where it's, you know, it's going to rain every day. Um, but you guys made it part of the movie, though, right? Yeah, we did. We, we we had the capabilities. Effects carried rain bars. We had water We had water trucks, two water trucks at all times. You know, effects had rain bars and stuff. And we could, we, we on our set builds, we, we built troughs and uh, installed drip bars so that you know we could match whatever 
we uh, shot on our uh, locations on the stage stuff so we could make it rain if it you know if we needed to so yeah i mean it was cool because i think the first picture first official picture right that came out has russell crowe kind of sitting there with the half rolled down window and his window looks like it's oh, yeah. wet so yeah, yeah. that's it's it seems like they're already setting up as being a character. In the yeah, movie. and that's that's probably I think that's like the first shot of the movie. I mean, that's from, you know that's that was actually that was the first day that was day one, and it had rained most of the day, and we had just decided we were going to have to make it rain. So. But I mean, I feel it helps. You know, it's you know like I, you know like I say, wet down and neon. <laughs> right. <laughs> All you need is a water truck and a lot of neon, and everything looks awesome. What's funny was when you were sending me photos of the flooding you were having in New Orleans and you guys were uh, dispatching crew out to Biloxi for those that were going to go, but you were saying it got was worse there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't go. I stayed in uh, New Orleans. I think everybody and actually ended up staying. No, I don't think anybody actually left and went to Biloxi because it just seemed like, why would you go there? Because, I mean, it's right on the water. And, it just, and I think it actually got hit harder than it. Somehow that hurricane split and went around New Orleans. It was weird. I mean, we got rain, but nothing like, like nothing you, right. like they expected it. You know, when you'd send me those photos where you know it's like three feet, two to three feet of water, I'm, garbage it was cans floating down. Two two days before crawl came out. Yeah, right. It was oh, cra- yeah. crawl came out. Yeah. crawl came out um, on that uh, the day before we were supposed to start shooting on the 12th. <laughs> I think the same day point blank came out on the 12th. Yeah, the 12th, right, yeah. right. I was like that's oh man, you can that's like perfect. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it's funny because um my thought was is exactly that. I was like, "Oh, look, I'm living crawl." And then uh <laughs> so I actually went to see crawl over that weekend. Yeah. During the hurricane, nice. Like when, because we were supposed to start shooting on Saturday the thirteenth. Oh, you got so, delayed, right? Yeah, we ended up shooting. Started, I think we started on the eighteenth of July. We pushed a week, um, and switched some things around so that we were able to uh, sort of, you know, ride out the worst of it. Because I mean, <laughs> I mean, the city, like uh, the city, was not permitting any shooting at all. Right. So we weren't going to shoot regardless. Even though in New Orleans proper, we didn't get hammered with the. But, you know, out in some of the location areas where we were going to shoot, they got hit pretty hard. So, yeah. I liked the movie, by the way. Crawl. Crawl. Oh, yeah, I did too, man. Yeah, it was, was a lot of fun. It was really I, well done. Yeah. I, I thought so too. Um, I would like to see it again. I mean, I felt like I, I really enjoyed it because it was kind of like a nice break from, I mean, I was kind of living like I'd been in my apartment <laughs> for three days because it just was raining and it was right. shitty outside. And, you know, you couldn't really drive anywhere because it flooded. This, like I said, those pictures I sent you were terrible. I mean, like literally, I was like, "Oh man, I, I'm gonna get my car's gonna get stuck." I mean, you saw there were like you know trash cans floating right. down the street. Yeah, yeah, it gets wild there. People sitting on their porches, like smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, watch. When I saw the first trailer for it, and I was like, "What? This feels familiar." It's funny because somebody else had. I mean, to me, it looked kind of like it reminded me of things like uh, Hard Rain, and um, that was. And then, and then when the crawl trailer came out, all right, well, Hard Rain is the perfect. Yeah, is the perfect pairing for that. For sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Is it, is it out on DVD now? Crawl? Hard Rain. Crawl, no, no, crawl. no, 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 no. Not yet. Yeah, no, that was barely a month ago. Well, six weeks ago. I don't know. But it's I, still, I, but it, but it did well enough towards not out already. It's funny because I was just walking through uh, Best Buy and I was all the movies that came out. While I was on my summer <laughs> vacation, are now on like Godzilla, Rocket Man, like everything that came out yeah. this summer is already on. Uh, do do the window? Blu-ray. The window it's so small. It's so small. Even even for the one, and actually, this window is even smaller now 
that it used to be for the ones that do well. You used to see the early, the quick turnarounds for things that didn't do well. Now they're like, they're trying to make sure they take advantage of the, the movie still being discussed. Right. That's why, like, look at Endgame. Endgame made how many billions? It, it was out, it came out three weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, again, it's another movie that's out. I, I feel like everything that came out, I was just like, man, I totally missed everything. I mean, I did see a few movies this summer. I saw yeah. uh, Jaws <laughs> over the 4th of July weekend. I love in a two-week period, oh, about what? No, 10-day period, right? Something like that. You saw Crawl, which is yep. a derivative of Jaws, and yep. you saw Jaws. I saw Jaws the weekend before I saw Crawl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I saw like uh, Jaws was the weekend uh, leading up to the 4th of July. So I think I saw it on the 5th. Nice matinee. 10 a.m. Jaws, ugh. Yeah, dude. Jaws holds up. Jaws is great. I mean, I do. I, I, it was a it was it was a it was a movie theater full of people. There were probably 60, 70 people there. And that's how it should be. And yeah. I, I I missed out. We were in the middle of uh, Women's World Cup, so I couldn't find time to break away to go see it in the in the theater. And I know it played. I mean, it plays at pretty much every repertoire theater in the in town plays it. Right. And uh, it's always a Fourth of July ish thing. Fifth, sixth, third, whatever. Somewhere in that week, yeah. But it, yeah, it's always good. But I know what you're saying. That's what we were talking about before we started recording. Well, start recording this. <laughs> this. We, yeah, Godzilla just came out last week, and the kid saw it, and he hadn't seen it in theater. Um, Rocket Man, I think Child's Play is coming out on, in the next week or that, so. Or uh, the Mark, we have to differentiate now. The the Mark Hamill. Child's Play. Well, it's funny because the kid who plays the lead in Child's Play is in Unhinged. Right. Yeah, nice, super nice kid. Um, and, and he was right off of, I think, you know, he showed up, I think he showed up like the second week. Uh, I wanted to, it's another movie. I just didn't have time to see it during prep because prep was like right short. I didn't see Child's Play. Again, it was just a timing thing. Uh, World Cup was just consuming my life. And if I wasn't doing that, I was sleeping. Too many people were coming back from child's play and people that I admire that were highly complimentary of it. All right, well, I'm going to have to do it. And I didn't get around to it. And I mean, I'll watch it. I, I know the thing is I'm going to have the hardest time getting out of my head and this is me. And I, well, maybe I'm not the only one that feels this way. It's not because Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker, but if I'm listening to his voice and what I little, I heard it's, it's Batman, the enemy of series Joker for me. That's, yeah, what, that's totally. what I keep hearing. And that's, and I, or the I'm, trickster from flash. Right. I'm going to keep hearing that. I mean, we can go back to our conversation before. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Jay and Slab Bob straight back. He's in that playing cock knocker. <laughs> oh, there you have it. See, it's full circle. <laughs> and he does that. Like, he does that. The, the, the Mark Hamill Joker yeah. laugh in it. Well, it's funny because like, uh, I didn't see it. I mean, it just was a movie that escaped me. I didn't have a chance to see it. I mean, I saw the only, re, the only current movie I think I saw was Crawl. And then uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that's really kind of it. I mean, uh, we're going to... Okay. We're going to do a whole episode on the film. I almost, I almost feel like we're going to do more than one. Yeah, we could do it in two parts. We I saw do... it. I told you I saw it a second time. Me too. And I liked it more the second time. Uh, but I liked it more the second time after I read that article. I'm going to say I liked things about it more the second time and things about it less the second I still time. Think it, I still think it's too long. This is the one thing I made a joke about before. Thank to you. I said, once upon, I, I, I did not go in to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thinking 
um, this movie is gonna uproot Death Proof as my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, and it and I came out of it, it did, and I was like, what happened? I don't know, man, because there's so much to love about the movie because both Brad and Leo are so fucking good in it, dude. They're so good in it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the parts that I find are the weakest is when they're not together. The last thirty five minutes of the movie is awesome. It is, and like in your own, in in your words, almost makes up for the almost. stuff. Almost, <laughs> almost fixes the rest of it. But I saw it in seventy the second time. I said to myself, if I don't, if I don't like it this way or like it more this way, then I'm not gonna. Right. But then uh, once I saw it in seventy, I realized this movie doesn't take advantage of that. It's not like Hateful Eight where he really makes use of the format. I mean, it's fine. I think, again, that article that I read about the brotherhood and the best friend aspect of it and the focus of that, I think that article had more of an effect on my feeling when I saw it a second time. Right. I want to see it a third time. I'm probably going to go New Bev to see it because there's a couple of shirts that I have to pick up for Roger. Yes, I'm still trying to get your shirt. And uh, I'll probably go see it there again because at least I know it's going to be on film. So that way I've seen it in digital 70 and 35, and I think that's, yeah, whatever. You know what? Dumb thing's going to come out on Blu-ray at the end of the year. I'm still going to buy it. But even though I put Hateful Eight above it, I don't own Hateful Eight. I never will. I liked it more than I liked Hateful Eight. I mean, when I when I stacked it. Yeah. You know about the Netflix thing recently, right? Netflix put up the, the yeah, 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 four yeah. parts. I said four parts or three parts. I really did it. They, they did extended it. Like it. I'm, like, I'm like, wait, it's longer? Yeah, I know. I I'm like, I don't need to see that. Yeah, I, I, I think Lynch had mentioned to me, but I, I just yeah. never got around. There's so much... Things I still haven't gotten right too. And uh, Joe also mentioned uh, the editor. I think it might have been on Pure Cinema podcast. Maybe mentioned it, or at least maybe it was a rumor that he had heard that they're going to do the same thing they did with a fillet on Netflix with Once. (laughs) If you want to make it longer, maybe if I took it in chunks, it's the same thing I felt about the Dirt. I think the Dirt would have been so much more entertaining, more fulfilling anyway. If they would have done it like four parts through eras, then breaking in. Yeah. yeah. But, but they still, here's the thing. I don't think Netflix, I think they went ahead with the movie. They had their financing and it was still going to be a feature. I just think that. I think Netflix just bought it after it was yeah, done. It right? was, I, mean, like I don't a, think Netflix produced no, it or put no, any no, money no, no, in no. it. They just bought it. Right. They acquired I, it. I think they still had will. a, I think they still had enough financing lined up from the parent when Paramount was going to do the movie. Yeah. And they just kind of, it's a weird thing that movie. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that at some point too. Um, I'm trying to think what other what other fun things did I do? Uh, work a lot in the rain. <laughs> oh, I saw. I I have a picture. I may have sent it to you of an alligator that I found saw along the side of the road that somebody had yes. actually poached, cut its head off, and skinned it and left it alongside the road because terrible. That's what people do. They're fucking sick. Um, it was awful. Spent a lot of time. Spent a lot of time driving around, man, scouting on this movie because yeah. it was all driving stuff. So uh, it was unconventional for me. Like, um, you know, we strapped a GoPro to the front of the car and we went and drove. Uh, that's how we looked at a lot of footage. Like, you know, I still, yeah, pictures just you can't. Oh, hey, here's a road. That's uh, what. And it's so, so yeah. funny you were saying that because when you show me the photo of, I think the day before you guys were going to shoot uh, an action at a car chase, or I made that dumb joke about. I'm like, oh yeah, French Quarter connection, right? And I'm like, oh, that's the only way you can film something like that when is to 
suction cup that son of a bitch yeah, on there totally. and hit record. That's yeah, that's how we did a lot of our scouting, a yeah. lot of the drive freeway stuff. Did you guys have your iPad or your phone while you were doing the live view of it while you were driving? I recorded a lot of it and yeah. then we played it back. Um, then we would go back to the office and we'd you know we'd take everything and we'd break it into pieces like this is you know this is the Hard Expressway portion you know and we would look at stuff <laughs> and be like you know this this for this sequence this for that sequence you know and this would t- this has to tie into this next sequence so you know it was a way that we could s- sort of stitch things together right. uh, to see what things were going to look like when they're all cut together so yeah it was fun yeah I mean I'm really looking forward to seeing it and uh, Derek's previous movie uh, American Dreamer yeah oh man what a, oof, that movie yeah this is I know Jim Gaffigan's get a lot of heat on it because he's great. He's, he's really, really good in it. Yeah, we're going to a screening on September twentieth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Q and A. So the Q and A with I think Jim is I think Jim is doing the Jim, Q&A Robbie and, Jones, and, and Derek, and Derek. Mm-hmm. So that'll that'll be a lot of fun to, to see that. Uh, see what else? I saw the B fifty twos. Farewell tour or whatever. Berlin and OMD. Okay. You can believe that whoever would put those three bands together. It just seems too obvious, though, doesn't it? And I it? want to say this, Berlin was by far the best. Well, because Terry Nunn hasn't stopped touring in 25, 30 yeah, years. Yeah, she can so. sing. She's still singing. I mean, yeah. she, she sounded great. My friend Mitch Sigmund used to be a, her keyboard player. I think he's back in the band because it's all the it's the entire it's the original band. I think but he was no, there. But he's not. He's Oh, he's not with us anymore? No. Oh, well, then no, no, he's no, not. No, 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 no. He's still with us, oh, but he's okay. in Las Vegas. If you ever see, um, there's some live stuff where they did the Canyon Club out in Agora Hills. Mitch's uh, stage left playing keys and guitar yeah I saw yeah. I've, I've seen them a couple times at the Canyon Club there and I saw them here at the Canyon Club in uh, yeah that's def- that's definitely post Mitch yeah. yeah he's been in Vegas for like the last five years Mitch is one of those guys that I've known since the days I worked at Music Plus that's how far back wow. this goes good god and he's a phenomenal musician he's he's so good like anytime I ever had an idea about something I would just he I mean, you remember that uh Remember the Paul Abdul song, um, Cold Hearted? Cold Hearted Snake, directed yes. by David Fincher, the video? Yes, there yes. you go. He borrowed somebody's drum machine, and then he ended up doing, you know, the whole part with the whole synth violin mm-hmm. solo. He did a whole metal solo for it. It was fucking rad, oh, that's dude. Hilarious. We used to do crazy stuff at Music Plus. James Ingram, rest, rest, rest in peace, son. He, the last, well, the album he came out like around nine, 89, 90. It was this great poster. When we used to get all that kind of shit because we have to do, oh, yeah. dis- dis- Dude, do, displays. do displays. And you're like, yeah, for sure. So one day I was just super bored. I got out two containers of whiteout, a red Sharpie and a black Sharpie. And I did him up like Gene Simmons. <laughs> and then I ended up signing it like, I hope you like my new look, Mitch. Love James. That's awesome. He kept it on his wall for the longest time. I, I mentioned this to him a couple of years ago, and he goes, dude, that was so great. Oh, no, and then I just mentioned it to him again when when James passed. God, it's so weird here, man. James Ingram, you're, you're dying way too young, dude. Way yeah, man, for sure. It's so weird. It's like uh, James Ingram is one of those, like, I just would have never, I mean, I would have never, like, thought, like, James Ingram. I remember when I heard it, I was like, what? Yeah. How can that happen? He can't be, you know. But I mean, you know. Luke Perry was fifty-two. Right. We we keep seeing people <laughs> that we've grown up with. Oh yeah, man. They're, it's one of three things: they decide to check out, 
cancer or just some weird anomaly. It's like there's no like right. There's no like no one, reason to it. The people aren't dying from car accidents. I mean, you used to hear about that crap all the time. Everybody used to die in planes. <laughs> Jeez. Right? If you were a musician anyway, you died in a musician, plane. You died in a plane. Now they, you know, they're they, they're all killing themselves. But you know, not everybody died in a plane when it comes to musicians. Well, more pilots die in planes, I'd say, than musicians. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. If, oh, if I fake this through. I don't know why we're laughing. That that's not I, funny. It's not funny, but it's, it's true. Not. Um, so sometimes the truth is funny, right? Uh, yeah. So that's what I did on my summer vacation. Uh, yeah. Made a work, went and made a movie. I think that's going to be really good. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I worked, (laughs) I didn't have as much fun working as you did. You know, I work in post-production and, and also in live settings too. So we, most of my summer was in preparation for a women's world cup and, uh, during world cup and post world cup. And the last couple of weeks, been preparing for college football and, and football season, NFL season. Yeah, man, football, dude. People are. I, I did go to a Saints game. When did you go to a Saints Pre-season. game? You squeeze one of those in. Oh, I guess it was last week, right? It was the ninth or something. Oh yeah, I forgot the. the I forget that preseason started the second week of August. Yeah, I should know. I mean, it's not like I don't have any files or like games. I bought tickets to the Rolling Stones that were counterfeit. That was fun. Uh, that was bad. Where were they playing? That were they playing the Super dome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they got pushed because of the hurricane as well. Because they were supposed to play on Sunday night, and they they canceled the show, and then they stayed another day in town and played on Monday. Makes you wonder how much money those guys made off of saying, selling counterfeit tickets. Dude, I was yeah, I was uh, like motherfuckers. Because well, you, know, you, you bought a pair. Yeah. So if you bought a pair, they had at least probably another dozen that one guy alone was selling. Yeah, I'm sure, man. I mean, whatever. You know, that guy will get ass cancer. Fuck him. I was worth fucking 200 bucks, pal. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Those Stones tickets. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, it was an interesting an interesting summer. I Dude, I've, football season. Football is crazy huge there. Like, dude, all my friends are like, like literally, they were from the time, like the first preseason game. Till the time I left, if, yeah. If, if, like if there was any, like, because I think the Saints played, they played another game on a Thursday. And my construction guys were like, "Hey, so we're out of here like at three uh, thirty <laughs> today." I'm like, "Okay, man, it's fine. There's not, there's not a lot going on after three thirty for you guys." So my friend Eric Finley just wrote me regarding bad times at the Al Royale. I forgot to tell you, I watched the entire movie last week. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up right now is because right after I saw it, I immediately thought of you, and I'd asked you, "Have you seen?" Have you seen the movie? Have you seen Bad Times at El Royale? I mean, I like the movie. I liked it even more when I watched the BT you know, the BTS on it. Yeah, I still want to watch that. When stuff. I saw how they wanted to look a certain way, and I forgot who the art director was on it, um, but they didn't have film lighting. They had practical lighting right. for their built hotel. I still amazed at how good it looked and how properly lit it was. It didn't feel. It didn't feel like it suffered. As far as lighting goes, and the fact that these shot, other than that one exterior in the beginning, the entire movie has been was shot in an airport hangar on a soundstage, and I would have never guessed that. There was just one shot in the BTS where they're in the hotel, and they're looking out the front doors to the street, and I just saw a bunch of blue screen and green screen, and I just thought, because they have the outside lit like it's daytime, finger quotes, outside. And I just thought they were, they had just some giant background back there. And I'm like, no, dude, it was, it was on the soundstage. It was one of those things that really 
like when we were kids and we see behind the scenes, we didn't see a right. lot of them when we were kids. Right. They had to be a phenomenon like Star Wars before we saw that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was one of those times where like, for, even for a movie like El Royale, I just felt the movie magic aspect where I was in awe of the the production team and the preparation and the build and execution of it. Like, it made me like the, like the movie even more just because I saw all the care. And I know there's a lot of care put in a lot of movies, but you don't get to see the focus on that care right anymore because you're lucky to see a, you know, 90 second EPK style bullshit. One of the things I'm going to do on the next movie I do is I'm going to hook up time-lapse cam and I'm going to film all the builds and I'm shooting. Oh time-lapse. yeah. I mean, it would have been crazy on this movie. I mean, it's funny because there were, there were like six movies going on in new Orleans this summer while I was there. Mm. Um, so, you know, there was a lot going on and there's not a ton of stage space. And for somehow we ended up shooting our, we took over an abandoned Macy's. Jeez. And so our, it was our sound stages. It was our offices were upstairs and our construction mill was up on the third floor. Thanks. Um, so we built all of the sets on the first floor, mm. um, with maybe a 12 or 14 foot ceiling. So yeah, it was Jeez. it was weird, man. So they they did there was a lot of tricky lighting uh, aspects yeah. to it, and uh, it was just weird. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can't say that it was awful to spend um, the summer in an air conditioned <laughs> department store, um, as Especially opposed there. to <laughs> as opposed to a sweaty metal warehouse uh, somewhere over on near the river in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. So I mean, it was interesting to have to figure out how to sort of make all that work. Um, you know, because yeah, it seems like oh yeah, it's a giant Macy's, is it? But it's not open space necessarily, right? Um, you know, there's lots of display walls and beams and things. We had to we had to take some stuff down. Uh, we had to rip up some flooring uh, because you know it's an abandoned Macy's. It's been empty for three years, yeah. um, and I think it's going to become City Hall for the city of Kenner or something. When uh, when it's all said and done, they're taking it over. So. Um, you know, some of the stuff we cleared out was going to eventually be cleared out anyway. But yeah, it was weird. We had, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Um, like I said, but it was nice to be in the air conditioning. I mean, I didn't lose one crew member to another movie. Because <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, sometimes people are just like, oh, it's a longer gig or like, you know. Well, yeah, that's what happened to Adam on. Oh, right. He was, yeah, because yeah, he they, shot in Louisiana. He they said, were, they were losing, said it. They were losing uh, people to Django. Yeah, people were just bailing. He uh, likes Aerosmith, though. Well, yeah. Oh, so, dude. Um, Not even in my top five Boston that, bands, by the way. <laughs> top five. Okay, I know you don't like them. I do, but. I don't dislike them, but, but there's but, five but, bands out of Boston I like more. But here's the. And here. one of them's not Boston. <laughs> but Boston's not a band. <laughs> anyway. And they're not from Boston. And they're not from Boston. Uh, when I was at, at NAB in April, they had. They were only a couple of days under their residency at, uh, what the fuck do they call it now? Um, Broken Foot? The park. It used to be in Monte Carlo. Yes. And that's where Aerosmith had their, they, they were like three days in their, three shows under their residency when I was there. And uh, I was debating about going. It's just right there. I had all, I'm not, I'm not on anybody's clock on my own, right? And the, the, I would have to walk across the street and go to it. And uh, I went to go eat at the, at some of the eateries in one of the eateries at, at uh, the park. And when I saw all the old people, 
waiting to get in. Dude, and I'm no. like, speaking of Rolling Stones, I don't want to go to the show, you know? And uh, so I just decided not to go. Yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, I felt that way kind of during the B-52s, like, <laughs> looking around and I'm like, oh, why, why do I look as fucking old as these fucking people? God damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but. Because they were old. Old people. Because that's something that you get re- reminded also, of. Yeah. I mean, oh, you get reminded of that, that, like, oh, I was 12 when this came out. I was 15 when this came out. Right. But then they had fans that were 25. Because, like, right now, dude. Right. The I know, you can, I know, I know you're going to, I know you're going to give me looks, but dude, I love Taylor Swift. I don't but know who that I'm, is. She looks like Reese Witherspoon. Is that the one? <laughs> you know who Taylor Swift is. I, I don't know any songs by Taylor Swift. Yes, I, you do. Honestly, I, you do. If I've heard them, I don't know who it is. Don't have anything against her. I just don't know that I would. You've know heard Shake songs. It Off. Yeah, you have. Anyway, no, I'm not gonna play it. But no, my point is, like, look, I love, I love pop music. Always love pop music, and I'm not gonna stop liking pop music because I'm 50. No. And um, I, I like her. I like Ariana Grande. I like Julia Michaels. I like, I like a lot of these. Childish Gambino. Uh, no, dude, I do seriously. I love Donald. He's he's amazing, dude. That dude, true friggin' artist. Yeah. The dude can act. The dude can sing. He's a phenomenal hip hop artist too. Yeah. He's like he's he's so good and he's just one of those guys that you could be jealous of because he's so talented, but you're too in into what he's doing to be jealous. Yeah, dude, I think it's all good. Yeah. He's he's done and he makes solo so good. Makes it watchable. Oh, I think it's better than watchable, but no, I mean, I, I, I mean, there's moments. But but his but his scenes are the best. Yeah, totally. The best. I mean, they're good. Yeah. It took me a long time to get over. Well, I get over the second time I watched, I finally got over the fact that the guy looks nothing like Harrison Ford. <laughs> it took me a long time to get past yeah. that. Well, no, because the I thing knew was, kind of going in, it wasn't gonna like I, I kind of had to let that go. Well, you know, too, and it already had the stigma, uh, you know, of Lord Miller getting fired off of it, right? And, but. I, the, the thing I had a problem with about the casting is like you like oh yeah but not everybody looks like they're supposed to be when you do these prequels and I'm like yeah but dude come on Donald Glover he's not a, a passable Lando a young Lando because he's black give me a break he looks like him yeah and there's a, yes for sure it's, he looks like Billy D. Williams it's, he's charismatic as fucking and, and he nails yeah Lando. I mean yeah, yeah. Dude, he's almost as good as the guy that plays young Chewbacca <laughs> <laughs> Who totally nails it and looks exactly like Chewbacca, oddly enough. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> he really kills Chewie. He nails <laughs> Chewie. He chewed it up. He <laughs> chewed it up and spit it out. That's how good he was. I, I'm not sure about this. And I'll Although, th- you know what? I will say this. And it's funny because I said this. I want to say it was after, maybe it was after Rogue One. I noticed it. And then I realized I noticed it in Phantom Menace. I could tell when it wasn't Mayu in the suit. Oh yeah, it was different. Just like the guy that plays Darth Vader in Rogue One. You talking? You said Phantom Menace, but I didn't know you're. Ref- you know what I'm saying? I'm not Phantom Menace. Last, uh, last Jedi. Yes, but I mean it's weird. It's like, but it's little subtle things like that that I noticed. Like I noticed the guy playing Vader in Rogue One, like at the end where he comes on. It it doesn't move the same. He doesn't mean like David Prowse. He doesn't not at all. Him. No. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, and the reason why it, that's hard to kind of digest, it's like you're not. We're not being nerds about this. You're showing me. Darth Vader moments before the version of Darth yeah, Vader that we got introduced correct. to in 77. You're showing him in the exact, you're showing him in the he's, same. He's minutes away from being the guy that boards the, the ship that just got away. They're about to chase after and board it. Or Yep. So 
it's a great moment. It's really cool. But look at the whole trilogy. Look at New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. He never does that crazy shit that he does with all those people yep. at the end of Rogue One. As badass and cool as it is. Yeah, totally. It's just, it, I'm like, what? He had this the whole time. I didn't see yeah. any of this, And I'm like, man. oh, man. you. He forgot how to do it. <laughs> he forgot how to do it. 15 minutes later. <laughs> I forgot how to do it by the time Empire rolled around he's like oh yeah yeah oh I used to do this thing but I don't do it anymore because yeah it's you know I, it wasn't fair to the that rebels was, that was I just you know I was just thrashing the shit out of him I'm really him I'm, I'm trying to be in you know I'm very introspective these days I'm yeah. realizing that you know what I can be a better I can be a better Sith Lord I can be a better Sith Lord without being quite so mean nobody likes that nobody likes a totally evil Sith Lord my therapist said uh, hold on. When I was in the pod with my helmet off, I had a revelation. Good oh God. <laughs> I used to work for a guy. I swear to God. I, I, I would always say this. So he wore this terrible toupee, right? It was awful. And it's like every dude, it was like, it looked like he fucking stapled it on with a staple gun. <laughs> and everybody knew it was fake, but he like, I was like, why do you, and then one day I walked into the office. <laughs> he was asleep in his chair. Right. Like this with his band and the top of the chair caught him right at the back, the base of his skull. No, and I walked oh, I in never hear this. and I was like, what the fuck is that? It looked like a dude. It looked like the, you know, like when they show the moon and it's made of cheese <laughs> in like cartoons. Right. <laughs> well, that's what his head looked like. And I was like, holy fuck. It's like seeing Darth Vader without his helmet on. <laughs> I could never unsee it. And uh, I quit shortly thereafter. I just like, I, got, I can't work anymore. Dude, that, that reveal in Empire. <laughs> I remember just seeing what happened. Horrified. I was like, ah, yeah. See, I saw that before I turned 11 and I'm like, it was like, it was traumatic. Yeah. It was almost as traumatic as seeing like, uh, the Manitou. Oh yeah. Or prophecy. Remember prophecy. Dude, you know, that's getting released, right? No, is it? Uh, I think it's, I think it's, um, we're talking about the Frankenheimer weird, like bear. Yeah. The bear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Movie scared the shit out of me. Me too. And it was, but it was like that thing was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. And I always, and I always get messed up at that last shot when the plane's flying away. Yeah. It's a dude, it's, but no, it's getting a shout release. I'm positive. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure about that. That's crazy. I, I haven't seen it in years, but that when you said Manitou, it literally was the second thing that popped right into my head. I'm almost positive. Shout Factory putting it. I'm putting like, I feel like it's totally, it would be shout. Pro, I mean, they've, they've been putting out some crazy titles lately. Boom. Oh yeah, that thing that just totally fucks me up. Right, Still, like just looking at it, like it's like so weird. Yeah, when they found the baby, <laughs> when they found the baby in the water, dude. Oh, cool. and that's and that's what they take with them, and they hide under in the Indians, the little Indian burial yeah. area, and then Amanasante peeks his head out to see what happened, and they and he gets cheered up. I remember being so upset because it was Adrian from Rocky. Right. And I was like, what? And she's holding the baby. I'm like, that's that's Rocky's baby. That's what it would look like. (laughs) Pretty much. Punchy. (laughs) It's Rocky Jr. Rocky Jr. That one (laughs) shot. Dennis. The full prosthetic that someone's standing on the edge of the dock. Oh, yeah. And it gets in the water and starts. Did it? I can't remember. Did it? I can't remember. Did it drown? I think it did. Yeah. I I don't remember, It's been a long time since I've seen it. A long time since I've seen it. Oh, you know, because that would make sense for the ending. Yeah. I think it did. Tell me a movie like that wouldn't make an impact right now with the way we're fucking up our environment. Oh, for sure. I'm shocked yeah. that I'm, I, it's funny. I feel like there's a, there's a whole wave of those kind of movies that came out like in the late seventies. Right. Yeah. Cause that, cause that was originally Paramount, wasn't it? I think it was. I think so. 
Yeah, they were studio movies. And it was, dude, it was so rough. And I'm like going, it was, I, th- I remember who their uh, entertainment reporter was. I want to say it was Ronald Barrett, dude. I think it was Ronald Barrett. But I think she was still, t- I can't remember. Anyway, they showed a scene for Prophecy. And the only thing they showed was when that family is camping. It's like the opening of the movie is camping. And they like, he backhands that one. No. <laughs> just sleeping back into the, <laughs> into, into the, tree. the tree. And it just turns into a bag cl- of mush. A cloud, a cloud of duck feathers. <laughs> and it just slumps. It, dude, that movie, yeah, that movie damaged me as a kid. There's a whole bunch of those movies, like yeah. the, where they do weird experiments and stuff. Like uh, also, it was Day of the Dolphin is another movie that like I do. Day of the Dolphins mess. Doesn't love far anymore. <sighs> when I I didn't know what Day of the Dolphin was about until maybe a month ago. Oh, you've never seen it. Never seen. Oh, it. I saw it as a kid, dude. It really messed me. And up. And I'm like, wait, they're training the dolphins to kill a, what? Yeah, to wear bombs. And shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's messed up, man. Yeah. You know, somebody who's just high watching a flipper one day. I'm like, you know what we can use dolphins you know for? What, dude, oh, check it out, man. No, they're smart. They're smart. It's terrible. It's just Put a bomb on their head. But yeah, dude. I'd like prophecy. to see Matthew McConaughey in a remake of Day of the Dolphin. But there's all those weird, and then, dude, there's like all those weird environmental movies, like from the. Yeah. Know, did you ever see The Formula? Oh, I love The Formula. With the. Uh, yeah. Brand, speaking of B-side brand new movies yeah and maybe a B-side George C. Scott but I feel like that was directed by somebody it was like John G. Who directed it was a, I think it was a name yeah it was I like was John G. Ableton or some somebody you know like between Rocky movies <laughs> <laughs> well Rocky 2 I'm Rocky Where now I can make the formula <laughs> finally I can make I can <laughs> make, make that movie formula. I want to make oh, got Brando and George C. Scott <laughs> it was John G. Ableton Holy shit. <laughs> See? Holy shit. I knew. How did I even know that? I don't know. Up? But come January when you turn 50, you'll I'll forget, forget that all that shit. <laughs> I can't remember anything. Um, fucking. What? Who am I? Where am I? What? Who am I? You're going to be like the guy Memento, putting little notes in your hand to remind yourself who you are. Why are you covered in Sharpie, dude? I can't remember anything. This is the, my reminder. Speaking of Christopher Nolan, we are talking about Christmas vacation. <laughs> Talking about vacations, Christopher Nolan is currently on a long vacation for making boring movies. What was his last movie? Dunkirk. Anyway? Oh, yeah, which I kind of liked. I didn't. I mean, I kind of liked it. I, I, I'm I didn't so see it all. I think I liked it because it was short. Saw it in IMAX. The only way I would probably ever see it. And that's how I saw it, too. Yeah. As much as I love digital filmmaking, I, I'm not a big fan of people that are going around stroking, stroking, film. stroking film or, I mean, so hardcore one way and so hardcore the other way. I mean, look at look at David Fincher. David Fincher has embraced digital filmmaking. I mean, he's one. I mean, he's one of the first guys to own a red camera, and yeah. and he's heavily he was heavily involved in testing for for Jim and Red early on, even when like when the Epic was first being built. Button was shot with an Alexa, right? Oh, no, yes. no. Was it Alexa? Uh, yeah. Or was it? Zodiac was shot with the Viper. It was the Viper, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a lot. I think. Button, you guys did I think Alexa, Alexa, and there was some they, there was some Viper stuff in there too. Yep, and then yeah, then Social Network was red. Was red all the way because that mm-hmm. was a big deal because that was the first feature that was shot with it. Right. One of the things that uh, it's hard to watch a Nolan movie where he shoots IMAX and he shoots as mixed formats where he's shooting standard thirty five and then IMAX is he kind of goes back and forth between them because he because he can't run the IMAX with how loud the camera is for dialogue scenes. 
because he and he hates ADR. I'm like, well, you you can't have it both ways, dude. Which is why you're going back and forth between this framing thing, and it's even more noticeable when you see it at home. I don't like somebody that's poo pooing a tool like that. And at the same time, I'm not one to super excited about people that are gung ho about the tech. Just make your damn movie. Yeah, whatever uh, tools you have. I mean, it, like like I said, but look. As much as David has supported Red and shot a lot of Red, he he uses whatever tool was going to best fit the movie. I mean, right. he could have shot Red with Zodiac, but he shot with a camera that he felt best fit. I mean, I've seen enough tests. I know he as many tests as he's done for Red that they've actually released. I mean, you figure he's done a shit ton of testing with them. He just seems like the kind of guy that would do with do his due diligence on whatever's available to him to make sure he his vision is achieved. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, I was just referring to the... Are you talking about... You know... Martian stuff. Yeah, oh, just, uh, just... Oh. Well, Mars movies that are no good. There's a long <laughs> list of them. Red Planet would be one. Mission 2. Mission to Mars. Brian De Palma's second worst movie. Or is it? <laughs> I'm sure there's... I don't know. Um, okay, I have a... There's some there's some directors. What's the movie with Vincent Gallo where he's on Mars? It's really not very good. Vincent Gallo on yeah. Mars? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, yeah, there's another bad movie with, <laughs> with Vincent Gallo on Mars. Um, I mean, I'm not being mean. I just mean it was it was like a straight to video movie. I remember I rented it at Blockbuster once because I liked the cover. Because I used to, you know, there were movies like, oh, I'd just get them for the cover. And then so I'd it's like, called The Brown Martian. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> The Brown Martian. The Brown Martian. And she's green this time. Well, I think the movie was called Stranded. Yes, that's it. Stranded. Stranded. It's on Amazon Prime right now. That is... <laughs> and I'm going to read you the synopsis. It looks how great this is. First Mars mission crash lands, kills the captain, and five survive. Help from Earth will take two plus years. Food and electricity, recycling oxygen and water. Shortage means only two can survive. The other three leave and have their last hours recorded. All sounded great on paper. So, is the movie the ones that are going out in style? Kind of. I mean, as I Did, remember it, I mean, it's what do they funny. do? They just have sex. What are they doing? I, I don't know. I mean, they should just go all go off and kill themselves, wouldn't? Shouldn't they? I mean, if well, that's I, they, I think. Oh, they, I mean, I think I mean, they draw straws or something really goofy. I mean, I remember like do triangle thing where they well, they don't have guns because you know who else know. is in it is Maria Medeiros from Pulp Fiction. But she's the cab driver, right? No, uh, is she the cab driver or no? She's the uh, oh, she's, she's, she's the uh, girlfriend. She's Bruce's girlfriend. Yeah, and then a bunch you of make people. Spoons. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's her. oh, Johnny Ramone is in it. Johnny Ramone. Yeah, man, from the Ramones, the band. You may have heard of him. Yeah, he was in it. I don't remember it, but I just saw it on IMDb. Johnny's the one. Johnny's the one that's got that badass thing at uh, Forever Hollywood, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Do that statue so dope. Yeah, totally. But yeah, there's my list of Mars movies that suck. And that one is kind of on it, if I remember correctly. There's there's another Mars one. Yeah, Mars Attacks. Oh, but see, it's but, got moments. But Mars, yeah. Well, still, all Tim Burton movies have moments. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not all good, but yes, they all have moments that I think are brilliant. And that's, I mean, he made. Oh, geez, sorry, dude. I'm gonna say <laughs> dungeon I'm, doors opening again. He killed it right out of the gate with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He. He pulled off one, two, three movies. Four movies. Well, no, I don't really count that. That's Big Fish. That's, well, did he though? Is it? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, here's the here's the thing about 
but people tell me I should see it. His the movies that are that he's been credited as directing, the best ones are the ones that he's not as creatively involved with. Like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, dude, that's all Paul Rubens movie. I mean, visually, yeah, it has that, but it's still Paul Rubens has a very specific script. Yeah, for and, sure. And he had honed that character. Didn't Phil Hartman write it? I think Phil, he and Phil wrote it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pee Wee and Phil. And they and those two of them had honed that character together so well with, the, with their time on the Groundlings, with the Groundlings. And uh, Beetlejuice, I guess, is his. I'm not as enamored with Beetlejuice as everybody else is. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm okay with it. You know, I I like I like introducing it's a it's a good gateway movie for the kid. Yeah, I think Batman he pulled off. I like the second Batman better. I I don't because I think there's too many. There's it's just like the mistake that they have with Spider Man movies. There's too many villains. Yeah, I I totally follow. It that should be called like, Batman Returns. Like, but I mean, you know, I mean, be, Batman Returns with in forever. I mean, because <laughs> he's not in it a lot. Right. Yeah, the first one I didn't care for. There's too much Joker. I just felt like too distracting. It's it's the only way they got Jack Nicholson yeah, into the course. movie. And then of course he was like, I want this much money and I'm gonna take merch. Yep. And even then, even after Star Wars, even after twelve years of Star Wars merch, people still said, What? You can't no, no one's gonna give a shit. I'm like, You don't know. Right. Because that was the thing. They Warner Brothers pitched to them, put pitched to him, dude, this is we're, there's gonna be toys. In a big way, we're pushing this hard. We got this company, this company, this company doing toys, and and they're all right. Well, I'll take a piece of that. Well, no, we no, I'll take a piece of that and on your movie. They needed him to be in that movie. They needed him. Yeah, I because mean, I, I mean, what are you? How are you? What are you gonna promote it? Hey, Michael Keaton. Well, he was just coming off playing the devil too, right? In, uh, in, uh, which is of each movie, yeah. yeah, which is another movie. Another Warner Brothers. It's it's a bit overrated. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt it wasn't really for me. Like when I was, when did that was, it came out in 88 or something. I felt like I was probably 17 or 18 and I just didn't care about it. Like I, I think I saw it and felt disappointed. Like I got, it was like from the director of Road Warrior and I was like, what the fuck is this? So Maybe much, I'd like it better now, but I doubt it. So much of that movie that I really like, I have a love for that movie in the visuals of it. I think the cinematography is gorgeous. Which is? Yeah. It's just, the visual aspect of it is so has me desiring it to be a little bit better than it is. And maybe you got, maybe during that time frame we, we were getting, what? What was that? Good <laughs> God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Karis. <laughs> what was that? It's the dog. Um, Something snuck out of the tomb. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because we had too much share. And that small window of time. Yeah, I would say that we got Moonstruck, Moonstruck Mermaids, that Mermaids. Is, oh, I think Mermaids is so suspect cool. with her and Dennis Quaid. I mean, yeah. I'm so glad she didn't do Pritzy's Honor. Oof. I've been so disappointed. Oh, speaking of Kathleen Turner, Pierre Wachowski Blu-ray. No, Californication. Mm-hmm. When she shows up in Californication, Runkle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, something. It hit me the other day when I was watching the show and this version of Kathleen Turner. And it's like, it's so hard. It's still so hard to, to digest. And she's been man with two brains. Yes. It's hard for body heat. Where, what happened? Uh, there's an interview. Yeah. yeah no, she, talks, she talks about it. Um, but it's just, I think we've been 
she's been like this longer than she had been like as far as like being the public eye romancing the stone yeah forever um, engraved in my brain i, I know I, I know i remember the interview but i don't remember exactly what was said but she kind of owns her condition and her situation like by playing you know by playing chandler's dad yeah and on friends and i thought that was really clever and and her willing to do that just says so much about her as an actress because that's kind of hard to own up to something like that when you were like you, a sex symbol I mean, yeah she was totally a sex symbol. oh seriously yeah she's <laughs> i mean that was her whole bit with two body, you know, dude, body, two brains well that and body i mean body doesn't work nope uh, if not if not yeah no no i mean she was dude there's a whole slew of movies like lover and Pretty's honor um, yeah, I, and that I saw Pritzi's Honor. Roses. I saw Pritzi's Honor. I was home from school. I was sick that day, and my mom picked up some movies at the video store, and she brought that home. And I just like I fell in love with that. That was the f- first John Huston movie I'd ever seen that wasn't Moby Dick. I feel like maybe I had already seen The Man Who Would Be King. Maybe mm. I think I'd seen some other things. One of these days, we'll have to actually we'll have to talk about The Outsiders. Are you not a fan of The Outsiders? No, I love The Outsiders. Okay. Somebody I was talking to, they're like, "Oh, I hate it. It's stupid." And I'm like. What? No, dude. When come we, on, we'll we do all. Them. We'll do all. S. E. Hinton. We'll do all four of them. I think the hardest part for S. E. Hinton month, our dude. Our <laughs> the hardest part for somebody our age at that time was having to go in and see this movie where every single girl that we had, that we had a thing for. There's at least one dude on screen that they were digging. I'm like, how oh, do yeah. you see this movie? Totally, man. Before you could at least go to, if you took a took a girl on a date because she had a thing for that guy. At least there was a. a uh, uh, some of there were nine dudes that they could all right. be like, oh, I they love were Swayze, Dylan, Cruz. No, but see, oh, and even up. Swayze wasn't Swayze yet, but everybody else was. TC, TC. <laughs> before they fixed TC's teeth, pre teeth, but after teeth. C. Thomas Howell, uh, Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, Ralph Macchio, Leaf Garrett. <laughs> Leaf Garrett, he is. He's the guy who gets killed. He's a social. To oh, he's a social. That's right. Thing. That's right. I forgot he was the Darren Dalton. My God. He's Randy, the other side. Is TV Sweeney in that? But you know. <laughs> he should be. Tom Waits is. He's plays Buck Tom. Merrill. I'm Buck. Hey, Buck. Here, take this shirt. It's Bucks. It's a little big on you, but it's dry. <laughs> Thanks, Dally. Uh, we had, but you know, dude. Okay, Diane Lane is in the movie. Yeah. Of course. But I, dude, I always had a crush on the other chick, Michelle Merrink. Yes. Who's in Real Genius. Yes. Why not? <laughs> You see the movie, and I'm already reluctant to see it. You know, it's one of those, we go with a group of people, you know, so it's a mixed bag of, of guys and girls that go see the movie together. And, you know, again, the guys are kind of like, ugh. But in all fairness, at that same time, you know, these poor girls were having to go see booby movies because that's right. all that was coming out. So, I mean, in all fairness, you know, this is the trade-off, right? We're getting everything thrown back at us in space because, like you said, there's nine dudes on, on screen when they get to the scene after they save the kids from the burning, was it a church or is that just a house? Pretty church. It, well, it's an abandoned church that they're living church, in. Right, right. And is it Ralph Macho's character? That's Johnny Cage. Traction. Yep. Yeah. Burned up. Church oh fell broke his back. God, it's so. Back's busted pony. This owl might never walk again. <laughs> yeah, that kid. It's so rough. And I'm like, dude, the burn makeup on him is pretty spectacular. It is. It is. And just. I wouldn't have known better how what a, what a burn unit would have been like at the time, when, and I, you know when we were 
in modern time when, when we were kids when we saw that movie. But even that's but to throw back to that, we had the mirror down. So yeah. Could, well, I mean, right? I mean, he has to be able because he can't look up to look at anybody in the eye. So right. they would be whoever's talking to him would be looking directly looking in the down. mirror at right. him, so he, right. they can make eye contact. Yeah. Um, yeah, we gotta talk about that movie. That's yeah, that's a rough. That's a rough movie. It it's, really is. It's so dude. It's so great on so many levels. Though. Like it. Like it's really one of those movies. Like. Maybe it was like the first movie I ever identified with when I was a kid. Like, right, and it's scope, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think oh, I've yeah. ever. I don't think ever. Other than the movie theater, I don't think I've ever seen it properly in proper aspect ratio. Other than the theater, and of course, I'm holding my breath. I was even looking that good as it should have. I mean, I think I. I yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's a good. I mean, that and Rumblefish, like they're both like. But there's a whole slew of those kind of movies. It's like another subgenre that we might have to explore at some point. Like. Yeah. There's Outsiders, Rumblefish. Then there's Racing with the Moon with Nicolas Cage and Sean Penn and Elizabeth yeah. McGovern, where they're like two buddies who are about to go off to the, the war. Right. Isn't 1969 supposed to be a kind of like the... Uh, yeah. a, uh, 1969 is kind of like that, but it's not really... I don't put it in the same class with those movies. By the way, this is not very well made. This is the second time we've talked about that. 1969? I don't think you brought up the first time. Of course. I'm sure I... I, I it's okay. I mean, it, it's got, it was during like this movie. Weird. It was when Kiefer Sutherland was in every freaking movie that came out. See, then was Kiefer? Was it? Was it Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I always preferred the night, the night in the life of Jimmy Reardon to uh, 1969. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> and maybe dogfight. <laughs> After Jimmy has sex with that girl, and then he goes to see his girlfriend, and like she finally wants to have sex with him, and he can't, and he can't, and I'm like. You know, like we discussed before, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know why I'm like going, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he just, well, how's she going to know? That's what I don't know better. I don't know better. Right. So I'm like, well, why would, how would she know? I have discovered later. Correct. Oh, cause well, cause they, they kind of play it off a little bit too. Like it's just his guilt that won't do it. Right. And I'm oh, like, then that's what smells I was like sex. And that's what I was buying into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's one of those movies. Yeah, there's a whole God, there's a whole slew of movies, but uh, yeah, man. So that was basically my summer vacation this summer, and it's summer. gone. Yeah, it's it went by really fast, man. I guess that's what happens as you get older. It's September first today, and this is getting released tomorrow on the second. And it's still summer though, isn't it? Summer for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like the twenty. I think we got two weeks of summer, three weeks of summer. It's like the twenty second or it's something. It's Still hot as balls here. Yeah, it's still oh, summer in Los Angeles. Right it's, I'm going to say I'm going with ninety six. Yeah, it is. Magic Eight Ball says it's ninety nine degrees. God, what really, man? Feels like hundred nine. So it's hundred nine. Feels like if you hear the hum, yeah. that's because the air conditioner is going. There's no way we're turning Ooh, that off. It's hundred and acting. Lord, uh, pass. I'm driving right back there. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, um, so hey, so because this is not a regular episode, there's no kicks of the week, even though we keep denying you kicks of the week. Correct. Uh, we don't. I think we talked about it in the last episode, where we said, "Hey, we're gonna we have no kicks of the week, but we're gonna insert them later," and we didn't. Um, we did a. Is it wasn't it go where you had a. Two kicks of the week. <laughs> you want to go to the Poppy Festival? Is that that one? The same one? Is that the same one? I think so. There, there oh no, no, that was no, that was go. I uh, gotcha. Um, you said something. Oh, you wanted to go? Was it Vasquez Rocks? No, that wasn't it. Nope, that there was, were a couple kicks of the week. Couple yeah, you you did something, and I laughed at you. And I'm like you always pick things. <laughs> are going to be <laughs> Los yeah, Angeles. Totally. 
things that are specific to Los Angeles. And then you said, for the go one, you said, go out and get yourself some... <laughs> some well, frozen some, concentrated orange juice. Yeah. Take some pharmaceutical grade acid yeah. and fry some eggs. Fry some eggs. <laughs> so we're going to have to... I'm going with that again. We're going to... It's Labor Day weekend. It is Labor Day weekend. That's what it matters to me. I don't... I don't even... I don't have means. a holiday. Right. Correct. I'll be working tomorrow. Uh, okay, so uh, so next, so this is a nice pre- precursor, like we said earlier, to um, Rodney Dangerfield's back to school, which will be dropping next week. Um, a lot of kids are going back to school this upcoming week. That was always the thing. We, we grew up, go to school the next day after Labor Day. Yeah, man. So Three months off. But no, not my kid. He's been in school. This, Tuesday will mark the beginning of his third week. Weird, man. Yeah, no kid should be going back to nonsense. school before college. No, man. No. Not at all. Anyway, so there's no kicks of the week because, you know, I don't know. My kick of the week would be just enjoy yourself. Do what you do. (laughs) Don't forget, no one's going to love you the way you love you. No one's going to love you the way you can love yourself. (laughs) Um, Explore your body. Express yourself. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. kicks of the week. (laughs) Kicks of the week to be continued. Yeah, whatever. Tuesday. I think we might. Yeah, I think this is this. Hey, we were talking about doing video stuff too at some point along the way. Oh, that's something I haven't told you about yet. Anyway, we'll tell you later. All right. All right. Bye. 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 So, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at KaratePod, K A R A T E P O D. And if you really want to bug me individually, you can hit me up on Twitter at Corey Culp, C O R E Y C U L P, or on Instagram at Culprit97. What about you, Freddie? If you'd like to hit me up and leave me uh, hate mail or whatever, you can reach me at Freddie Love at Raven Shattuck on Twitter or Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram or mine, whatever. <laughs>